Well, welcome to another edition of Mr. Stillman's Opus, the podcast that helps you learn all about some of the important ins and outs of financial and retirement planning. I'm Walter Storholt, your guest host today, alongside the one and only John Stillman. Hey, John. I don't know if you're a guest host. I mean, if there's a host, it's going to be you, unless you're just not here. If I'm interviewing somebody, I guess I'm the guest host. host. Yeah. I don't know how that works. What, what's what's the actual sometimes natural order of here. things? That's true. But he would be a guest host. Yeah. What's the natural order of things? Me interviewing somebody or you interviewing me? I guess me interviewing you. It's about 50-50 now. And so then if I'm interviewing somebody else, I'm a guest host and they're a guest guest. So you're I saying I'm the main host? You're the main host. Then we need to renegotiate my contract. Well, we'll like. talk about that next year. Because <sighs> if I'm not a uh, fill-in host or a, a guest host, then... I think I command a higher market price. And when I say we'll talk about it next year, I don't mean the the 2017 next year. Oh, I mean, you're the, already, the year after that. I'm um, already mentally in you're 2017. Mentally in 2017. So, well, that's unfortunately uh, unfortunate that you're already mentally into 2017 because we were going to talk about Christmas today. Well, we can still do that. Well, all right. We'll we'll let it we'll let it pass. We'll allow it. Uh, we're going to be talking on the podcast today about what's in your retirement stocking or what you would like to have in your retirement stocking. How are we doing this? You're going to play Santa Claus, John, and you're going to go around putting important things in people's retirement stockings? Is that yeah, a good so I have, I have my list of things that I would like for everybody to have in their stocking. Right. Put it that way. You'll, you'll play the role of Santa. Um, I'll, I'll be the elf today, I suppose. Uh, I love stockings. Probably my favorite part of Christmas growing up really? was doing stockings. What, did your parents put um, lesser quality things in there, and then your bigger presents are wrapped, or how how was that structured? I just liked the fun of seeing the stocking, and mostly it was to see how low it was hanging that year. Yeah, um, and it's pretty embarrassing to look at. I was an only child, mm. and my parents loved doing stockings. It was always one of their favorite parts. Our tradition: my grandmother hand knits a stocking whenever a new family member comes along. So mine too. When Connie, when Connie, made, I mean, I'm sure it's a common thing. But yep. When Connie joined, she got a knitted one. Well, when I was born in 1987, I guess my grandmother really put some extra stretchiness into my stocking, and uh, now over the years, being an only child, it has really gotten a nice workout. That thing is incredibly stretched out, I and bet. so I'm always waking out like a bandit around. Uh, around Christmas time because it looks really sad if you don't fill it up, if it's just this like stretchy thing with a little ball at the bottom. So you got to really pack that thing full. I wonder if that was some kind of law back in the uh, like the 50s and 60s that everybody that uh, was going yeah. to be a grandmother had to learn how to make a stocking mm-hmm. like that, how to knit a stocking, or I guess it's knitting. Is that what it is? I guess. In any event, because uh, my grandmother, my mom's mom, made the stockings that you know, me – and mom and dad had when I was growing yeah. up. And then you know, she died in the mid-80s. And so then I think mom's cousin maybe took over. Okay. And she yeah. became the stocking maker. Well, then now Molly's aunt also does stockings like that. Oh, cool. So now when Lily and Amos were born, uh, they both got a stocking from Aunt Peggy. So Neat. go figure. We have a cool little tradition in our family um, where when you're very young – some random things will be put in your stocking, and then you always leave it in there for year after year after year. So when my dad was a kid, so we're going on like 50 years now, there were toy, like little ants, little toy ants 
that someone sprinkled all in his stocking. Mm-hmm. So, that, I mean, we're talking like, you know, many, many tiny little ants. So every year when he opens his stocking, he gets down to the bottom and he grab, he's able to grab a, you know, there's still like probably 10 or 11 in there. And he pulls a couple of them out and, you know, laughs about it and sticks them back in. So there's, there are these little ants. Mine is a little sword. I had a little and, fi- and the significance of that would be, of course, because your dad's a bug man. Now, now he's in pest control, yeah, right. which is kind of funny. Um, oh, I, so the ants came before he was in yeah, pest control? Yeah, isn't that neat? So it inspired him to it be really a bug did, man. really did, probably. Impressive. Uh, so this should mean I'm going to be a pirate when I'm, uh, you know, all grown up. I have a little sword that was on a little figurine, you know, like, you know, like probably like an army man, but it was a little sword that must have broken off from the little guy in the stocking. And so this little sword is always in the bottom of my stocking. That's that's my little nugget that's in there. That's weird. Uh, y'all do yeah. some weird stuff with yeah. stockings. But I love it. I love just everyone taking turns, pulling stuff out. And what'd you get? What'd you get? You always have an orange in the toe. No. That was always my mom's thing. An she always had an orange way down. The and you bottom. call us so weird for our thing. swords and ants. You have an orange in well, your. Well, I mean, stock. you can eat an orange. What are you going to do with a plastic sword at yeah. age twenty, whatever you are? That fresh, uh, that fresh fruit in the stocking always a real, a, a real winner for yeah. folks. That's cool. All right. Well, those are some of the. Uh, what's the coolest thing you ever got in a stocking? An air hockey table. It in was, the stocking. It wasn't actually in the okay. stocking, but uh, at the bottom of the orange, mom had taped. Um, like the first clue in a treasure hunt, which eventually led me to the Ooh, basement, okay. and there was my air hockey table. Nice. Yeah, treasure awesome. hunts is another thing that I think we we grew up on to find presents. Are you going to do yeah. that kind of stuff for Lily and Amos? Yeah, probably. Yeah. They're fun. I mean, it's a nice... I just don't know why it's correlated with Christmas it's to do a treasure It's an easy hunt. way to wrap a big present. That's true. You just set the big present up wherever and then yeah. you know, wrap the thing that leads them to it. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, let's talk about the retirement stockings that uh, all of uh, the people listening to the podcast today. Picture your retirement stocking hanging on the mantle. John Stillman is going to uh, tell you some things to put in your retirement stocking or that he wishes he could provide for you. What are what are some of the things, John? Well, so the first thing that I would like for you to be able to reach down in there and pull out as it relates to your retirement is predictable income. Hmm. Um, and when we're talking about predictable income, we mean, well, it's exactly what it sounds like, income that isn't subject to the whims of the stock market, right? So what are all the things that fit that category? Social security, obviously, at the very least, you're going to have that as some predictable income. Those are the candy canes of the retirement world. They're <laughs> right. always kind of hanging on the top of the stocking, easy to get Been to. around a long time. You know they're Not the be most there. exciting, but you know they're there. Yeah. Um, so social security, uh, pension for a lot of people would fit this category, uh, annuity income, predictable mm-hmm. and guaranteed, uh, rental income I would place in this category because while it's true that you can't guarantee that the house is going to be rented every month, you can assume, you know, a fairly predictable amount of income year to year coming from your rental properties. If you have any, if you're working, you know, maybe you're retired, but you're still working in some form or fashion. Like you retired from the RTP company and you're working at the golf shop or you're a starter on the golf course or you're working at Home Depot mm-hmm. or the quilt shop, whatever it is, you know, that's income that's predictable because it's not related to the market. We're not worried about dividends or interest or anything like that. So okay. if you have that in place, if you have the predictable income in place, so many other aspects of the retirement plan take care of themselves. Okay, so that's that makes sense too uh, in this analogy of your retirement stocking because as long as some of those staples are there every year, 
you know, you're in good shape. You're going to have a, you know, a good Christmas morning, even if you're a kid and there's not much else to come after that. Like you can feel pretty satisfied with some of those important things you pulled out off the top of the stack. Right. So, you know, for Christmas, sometimes you get stuff that you, you really need. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get stuff that you want. Uh, this would be in the stuff that you really need category. And yeah. like you were saying, you know, if you got nothing else, but you have that in place, it's going to be all right. Pretty like, good Christmas. It's like the year I got bottled water and batteries in my stocking. Ooh, Yeah. It was a fun year. I mean, batteries are good, <laughs> I, mean, I guess. They're the things you need, right? Right. I it mean, actually. It was bottled water. It was Voss, you know. So it was, it was, water is still water, though. <laughs> the batteries I'll take. We, I still have fun ribbing mom and dad on that every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, next thing I would reach in there and pull out would be tax efficiency. Okay. Um, so very often when we're looking at somebody's retirement plan, they just haven't done any really proactive planning. And you know, why would you expect them to? It's the first retirement you've ever planned. Mm-hmm. Probably not something that's going to be in your wheelhouse. But you need to be thinking about the tax implications of all of your savings. So as an example, let's say you have three different accounts. One of them is tax deferred. So like your IRA, your 401k, 457, 43B, whatever. You haven't paid taxes on any of that money. It's all going to be taxable when you take it out. Mm-hmm. You also have a, a taxable account where you're being taxed basically on capital gains. Tax as you go, if you will. So all of your after-tax money in a brokerage account, that's your taxable account. And then the tax-free account would be uh, Roth IRA, primarily uh, municipal bonds technically would fit this, but not that many people have muni bonds. Or if you're borrowing from the cash value of a life insurance policy, that's your tax-free bucket. So three different classifications in terms of the tax treatment of different types of accounts. And we just want to be sure that we're not taking all in one year from one and then all in another year from the other. We want to, in most cases, have some of each in each year to kind of spread out the tax advantages and disadvantages of each account over the course of many years. The one exception to that would be if you're very early in retirement and it's a situation where we can play some games with something called provisional income. Provisional income uh, determines how your social security is going to be taxed. Won't get into all the details, but long story short, if we have enough tax-free income that your social security is not taxable, well, we can actually get you pretty darn close to a 0% tax bracket. But uh, it's going to be you know, very few and far between in terms of the, the cases that that actually works for. Okay. So it's not the most exciting part of our stocking, I guess, that we're getting into there, but maybe comes with a little bit of a pleasant surprise. Maybe that's the gag gift that makes up a, a, a great stocking. There's always going to be the thing that makes you go, oh, I don't want to eat chocolate-covered roaches, but you know, you then you're still glad that you got it. It still made it fun, still nice to have you know, a gift on hand. Here's a better example. Okay. So let's say, I was hoping you, had something better than let's say you opened a present okay. that was pretty cool. You liked it. It needs batteries, though. Oh, okay. Well, when you get to your stocking that had the bottle of water and the batteries in it, maybe the last thing in the stocking is the batteries. You've forgotten about the fact that you got a toy that needed batteries, mm. and so you're excited about, oh, what will the last thing oh, be in my stocking? That's why they gave me and batteries, you, you pull it out. this other thing. Oh, yeah, great you pull example. it out, and yeah. it's batteries, and it's not that exciting, but, you know, you needed it. That's happened many times before where you'll get a little something in the stocking and then you'll be like, well, I don't know why I got this. And then you open a present later that it relates to. Right. It, it, sometimes it's not batteries. They I didn't think plan out the example, order in which they gave yes. you the presents. Or it was to be a little clue. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. 
That's cool. All right. What else is in the stocking? Uh, let's reach down in there now and pull out a real financial advisor. Ooh. And okay. when I say real advisor, um, I mean somebody who is an advisor, not a salesperson. Um, I have an enormous amount of frustration with people who come in and tell me what their advisor has told them or in a lot of cases what their advisor has not told them because they say they've had an advisor that they've worked mm-hmm. with in the past. Okay, well, what has he said about this? What was his opinion on this? Oh, we haven't really talked about that. Um, all right, well, fair enough. What, what did he say about this particular area over here? Uh, we haven't really talked about mm-hmm. that. Well, then it becomes very clear that this is not somebody they meet with on a regular basis. This is not somebody who's actually doing any advising or planning. It's purely, you know, they sold them a mutual fund or a life insurance policy mm-hmm. or an annuity three or four years ago. And, you know, if they have a question, they might call up and ask his opinion. But it's not like there's actually any advice happening there. Right. His only job is to hope that he can find something else to sell them. Yeah. I mean, people try to call themselves advisors who – you know, spent a weekend studying and then took their insurance exam, and now they are calling themselves a financial advisor. Right. Happens happens many times. So it's a broad term, um, yeah. and I don't necessarily have a problem with people where, where that's what they do. Right. I just wish there was a better understanding by the average person out there in terms of what are you getting and what should you be getting from somebody that you're calling an advisor. Mm-hmm. If you say, look, uh, this guy over here is going to be my life insurance guy. Any life insurance or annuity stuff that I do or long-term care insurance, I'm going to him. He's my insurance guy. Oh, great. Fine. Mm -hmm. As long as you recognize him as that. Or if you say, look, I've got a a stockbroker and I love trading from time to time and uh, you know, I understand how the model works and I I realize he's not going to be able to tell me what I should do in terms of how to handle my social security or the spousal benefit on my pension but I want to use him as my stockbroker. Fine. The problem is people don't draw those lines, and they assume that people with a very small niche that they actually handle can be depended on for broader advice, and that's not the case. That's pretty cool. Uh, Hard to fit a financial advisor into a stock. Well, this is a situation where we would use the treasure hunt. Oh, okay. So you'd draw the first clue out, and then three or four clues later, aha, Mm there is my financial advisor. Yes. So the the, uh, – the the advice you seek is under Morocco would lead you to the uh, the old spinning globe down in the basement right. where there was the next clue. Interesting. That's what it would be. I was going to go with the price of tea in China is is very You're is very, very high. Very what? mysterious guy. Anything else in this stocking? Uh, last thing would be at the holiday season. Not peace on earth, though that would be nice. Joy to the world. Also nice. Mm. Hard to achieve with a financial plan. Yes. Uh, but peace of mind. Oh, peace of mind. And so a lot of this stems from two things. One, having enough of some of the stuff we talked about mm-hmm. earlier, like predictable income and knowing where the paychecks are going to come from, and also just an understanding of what the many different pieces are in your financial puzzle mm-hmm. and what they're supposed to be doing for you. So often we have people who um, it's like they just have this big pile of money. And it seems like enough. I've got $1.5 million, and I'm retiring at 67, and you know I want to live on about $10,000 a month, and I sure hope that's enough. Well, if you don't actually have a plan in place, if you haven't structured your income in such a way to see where the paychecks are going to come from and how your money needs to be invested in order to get that for you, you never have peace of mind. Mm. You can't ever spend with confidence 
because something in the back of your mind is saying, eh, you know, maybe you need to back off a little bit. You might run out of money down the road. What happens if you own the nursing home? If you haven't very specifically and intentionally planned for those things, you're never going to have peace of mind. Pretty cool. Unless you're just oblivious and you're actually in a dangerous situation and you don't know or don't care, mm-hmm. which that's not good either. These are the gift cards in the stocking that really increase that value of the stocking because I know every year I'm, my uncle is going to splurge. He shouldn't, but he's going to splurge, and there's going to be a $100 Land's End gift card in my stocking. A and Land's I know, End gift card. And I know I'm going to get new shirts you're, for the rest of the basketball a, season. <laughs> an embroidered uh, suitcase for yourself that has your initials in it? Yeah, something like that. Now, they have good shirts. I like Land's End shirts. Wow, I didn't really know Land's End was still a thing. My mom was all the time buying Land's End yeah. stuff when I was I a kid. I love Land's End. Good sweaters and, uh, and really good shirts. Yeah. I like them. All so right. every basketball season, roll around January, I've got a new shirt I can wear the rest of the year. Note to self, lands in gift card for Walter this year. <laughs> Always a winning ticket. Yep. So. That's cool. Well, that's what's in the retirement stocking then. That's, uh, that's pretty cool. That's a lot of stuff to fit into a stocking. We're going to need the big grandpa stocking. You know, grandpa gets the real big one mm-hmm. um, that you just shove a whole bunch of good stuff down. Well, because he's had many years of his stocking getting stretched out. Exactly. So. Yeah. Or, or has a specially knitted one maybe for him. Could be that. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, anything else you want to add? Any final nuggets? Merry any, Christmas. Any ants in the bottom? A of pleasant the boxing day to all and <laughs> happy Kwanzaa. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us on another edition of Mr. Stillman's Opus. Happy holidays and all that good stuff to you, and Happy New Year. More podcasts coming up in 2017? Yeah, we won't be back until 2017, but uh, we'll talk to you then. All right, thanks for joining us. Talk to you again soon.